Welcome to uh, Kingdom Family Talk, and uh, this is Leif Hetland. And I have been so excited. I woke up early this morning just with a thought, and I reflected over uh, some of my family members that you're going to meet right now, Benji and Daniela. They are in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and they are a spiritual son and daughter. And they are also world changers that I felt when we were going to do this episode and focusing on probably what is one of the most important topics in my life, something I've given my life for. And that is because I want everyone to know how good Papa God is and how loved they are. I'm living my life and I've given my life for everyone experiencing a God just like Jesus. And I know that that's so much part of the DNA of both Daniela and Benji. Uh, they are taking the very love and the power and the wisdom of God into the least last loss, making sure they're actually making it very hard for people to go to hell. <laughs> and they are making it very easy for people to go to heaven because I've seen the work they're doing. So welcome, Benji and Daniela. I wanted people just kind of to get to know you, tell me a little bit about you and where you are from, even how we met. Yes, that's uh, first of all, a great privilege to be on this call, on this podcast. Uh, we are very passionate for missions for the least reached people group, unreached peoples. Uh, and uh, we met uh, Papa Leif about eight years ago, uh, even in the same country in the south, in Phuket, and have had a wonderful journey since, uh, just building kingdom family in the nations uh, from alignment into the assignment. It's been an incredible journey since we've uh, connected and been fathered by Daddy Leif. What an honor it's been, what an upgrade it's given into our lives and kingdom missions. Uh, we are just excited to be here today. And Daniela, Daniela you have to... Uh, yes. brought such an upgrade into our life. I would describe it, it. You have brought the biggest paradigm shift to us in terms of not working out of an orphan spirit, but working as a daughter and what that looks like. Mm. And I just want to thank you for following us so well. Yes. And it's such an honor to be son and daughter and to have been you for so many years. Yes. You have impacted our lives a lot and we are forever thankful to you. And your wife as well, Mama Jen. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I was sitting there and thinking about because I got a few pictures, which is also a highlight, Daniela, where Benji is home with the kids, which is, uh, and you are actually their leading team in the nations. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, uh, you are living and, and you're loving in such a way. You do it from a family paradigm yes. and, and you're doing it both First, of course, as a husband and a wife, that is totally one, so you have that, but also with the three boys. Tell me a little bit about the boys. And also, I wanted to hear about uh, to the boys being part of, you guys just went to Africa together. Everything you do is actually a family on mission. So <laughs> We do that whenever we can, Daddy Leif, and we do that mostly when our kids are on school holidays. And we take them along and we just uh, take them with us to conferences where we let them minister to people 
they pray for the sick and the brokenhearted and we see healing and restoration. And so we do it as a family. And yeah, it has been a wonderful journey to see our sons naturally grow into that, but also to just have you as a father and at the same time learning how to be a daughter and just uh, having a husband who really encourages me as his wife to be in ministry as well. Mm. So I have great men in my life who have uh, not just seen my gifting, but empowered me to be everything God wants me to be. And I'm forever thankful for that. Mm. Yeah, that is so, so beautiful. And I've, as I say, I've had a joy. I can still remember, and there's very few people I remember their sermons. But uh, the last couple of times when we've had a kingdom family gathering in uh, Penang and you've been sharing, Daniela, also, there's some of the things that you carry, your special sauce and what you bring into the family table, uh, the incredible value that brings. So that's one of the reasons that I, I said very clearly that when we were going to do this podcast, I said it would be an impossibility just uh, to have one of you. We had to have both of you because you are so so much of a model of what uh, what oneness looks like, what covenant relationship looks like, what a family on mission looks like. And you know that I think we all came from this paradigm where there was family or mission, or there was family and mission. What you have demonstrated is a family on mission. And that's been the lifestyle. And part of what I wanted to, I wanted you just to share a little bit of this, the, one of the focus we have right now is even as this podcast is being released and we're going to do a blog is the unreached area of the world mm-hmm. uh, that we're living where almost half of the world's population have little or no gospel. And I know that both uh, Benji and you, Daniela, one of the things that you have done is you have decided to not just feed the same people over and over. And we love being together with a family and around a table, but we also have a mission of this family. We do want to make sure that everybody is going to know this amazing good news. So share a little bit about what you're doing and your ministry, your special sauce, the uniqueness of what you're doing. I've seen it, but I want the people, the listeners to hear your heart. Mm. Yeah, um, 11 years ago, we uh, were called to go to Asia for missions and we uh, were immediately introduced to ministry um, among unreached, least reached people groups. And it just uh, ministered so much to us to see the unreached areas, the 6,000 plus people groups who haven't heard the name of Jesus Christ yet really. Uh, could you just stuff or say, because for the listeners, when you're saying people groups, what do you mean with that? Because I know some people would not be aware of that. I just want to make sure that people yeah. get clarity. So it's it's uh, languages and ethna, ethnic uh, minorities that uh, are from the same background and they live often quite remote. That's why they are not reached yet after 2000 years and more so we we just focus on these kind of people so that the gospel of jesus christ can reach them that there's churches that will be established through disciple multiplication and so it's it's been our focus for all these years but the family paradigm has reversed many things where we just want to have a good alignment good identity really the acceptance of the father god uh, first the foundation 
And from there, like from that alignment with God and one another, the great commandment, loving God with who we are and everything and loving one another, our neighbors as ourselves, that's the, that's the foundation. And from there, we go into the assignment, the great commission, we see the least reached areas where there's no church and no uh, believers uh, impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ, church plants, way over a thousand church plants in, in those years. And it's just been wonderful to, to walk this journey. It's, it's not easy. Uh, we, we work in 11 nations nowadays with our ministry uh, called Kingdom Family Multiplication. We multiply the disciples into 11 different nations by now. Over 40 people groups impacted and um, yeah, just wanting to see more and more uh, of the gospel spreading. Yeah, let me just clarify for the people. And many of you know that I go to a country like Pakistan. So when we're thinking about discipling nations, we think about Pakistan as one country, but it's not. Pakistan has over 164 different people groups, meaning that they have their own language, their own culture. So when Jesus describes this thing of when we talk about peoples or ethnical groups or nations, what we're actually talking about is a, a group of people that have their own culture, their own language, and they are supposed to be in heaven. We see that in the book of Revelation, where they are worshiping from every nation, every tongue, every tribe, and every language. If they're going to be in heaven, they have to meet Jesus here on earth. So this is what Benji and Daniela so beautifully have given their life for. And I wanted to throw this one over to you, Daniela, because uh, I just got a few pictures and I was kind of smiling because I've been to some similar type of places. But I can kind of imagine you because I know I met actually both of your families uh, in Switzerland, uh, got to have some good uh, Italian uh, food with your family, Daniela. So I uh, Switzerland and, and where you are from, very safe, very comfortable, both of you well-educated from a very good home background. You can live a very good, comfortable life. You could have sent a couple of checks and do a little mission Sunday. Or There's so many things you could do. And you moved your family. And I've seen, of course, now you're living in Chiang Mai, but you, you moved your family to Asia. And then I saw you, Daniela, just recently, uh, just uh, on trucks in, in the middle of nowhere, I know the food they are serving you do not always uh, sit very well, at least with my stomach. So explain a little bit. What would motivate? What is it? You leaving Benji, leaving the boys, taking a team, heading into those areas. How does that feel? And, and, and just describe a little bit of the journey and even some of the things that God is doing. So I want to hear that from you, Daniela. <laughs> well, well it, the motivation behind it is not just to, to see uh, people, you know, healed, delivered, set free, and all that. But to build God's kingdom, and to to with with my life, I've decided long ago to just glorify God. And the best place to be is always at His feet. And I love to be at the feet of Jesus and to just to do what the Father does. And so the motivation is. Um, to just go out there and to bring God's kingdom into this nation. I've been, I just came back on Sunday from Myanmar and it was um, a trip that I will not forget so quickly because um, what happened was on one morning, just as we were finished with our worship, we wanted to do the 
just the teaching and all that, but we just felt that the presence of God was was there. So we were like, let's let's press in, let's press in one more moment. And we did, and we prayed in tongues. And then what happened was it gradually more and more exploded into this beautiful just presence of God and glory crashing into the group. And sure. people were dancing actually one hour later in the spirit they were drunk they were rolling on the floor it was chaotic but at the same time <laughs> what happened was is that we were all dancing the holy spirit coordinated us to dance in a small circle in the middle and then it went bigger and bigger and bigger and <laughs> it was circle within circle and, and just as we were doing that, I felt the presence of God so strongly on the group. And it was resting on us, but I was reminded of that vision that uh, Ezekiel had when he saw the glory of God. And there was this ox, eagle, uh, human face, and I think it was a lion, if I'm not mistaken, but around that throne that came down from heaven there were wheels within wheels and and i see that there is a shift in the body of christ where there's going to be wheels within wheels and what we see in the nation is that families are starting to work together Mm. as a bride Mm. it's not just about our ministry and what i am doing it's not about building my kingdom but it's all about building his kingdom and mm. for the heavenly nation we all need one another we all need to work wheels within wheels mm. or or circles within circles and so that was the, the holy spirit moved for an entire hour mm. and then we had a half an hour prophetic just people were coming out and prophesying and after that, something happened that blew me away. Like the people were so thankful at that they just came forward and they said, we want to bless you in return. We want to we sow back into your ministry, into the kingdom of God, so that you can take this fire, this revival fire to other places. And what they did, they made an offering. And you have to understand, these are people that have wages. Their salary is between seventy to a hundred dollars a month. In the mountains. In the mountains of Myanmar, they have nothing. They don't have. The toilet is outside in the field. It's not in the home. It's like poor, mm. dirt poor. Yes. And they gave two hundred and forty dollars. People who couldn't give cash took off watches. Took took off hair clips and just gave and it was so beautiful and I was so touched by the Lord so it's not about our ministry or what we are doing it's what being able to partner with God's Mm -hmm. heart and what he is doing in the nation and he first and foremost wants to see his bride come home Mm -hmm. and the lost being brought into the kingdom mm. so the, the motivation is i'm a tree planted by god to display his glory mm. and whatever we do is just to bring glory to him mm. 
Yeah, I think it's so beautiful. I was thinking about John 17, 4, where Jesus says, Father, I have glorified you here on earth, and I have finished everything that you called me to do. So a lifestyle where we are bringing glory to him, but also finishing everything that he called us to do. And that calling is different for different people. And I know even for you, because I know some other people behind you and my situation is similar. There are some people that are praying and some people even are giving and some people are going. We all are together as a big family to to reach the families. So it's, it's very, very beautiful to see that even people that are just a businessman that brings glory or that widow that I know that just on a monthly basis have supported like GMA where we are at. And I know you have similar people, not just in Switzerland, but throughout that uh, that as the family is coming together and all of us are involved and all of us have a mission virus and all of us wants to bring glory and we want to, everybody needs to find a place at the family table. And I think sometimes I've lately seen these pictures at this huge family table and it is the names of all those people that is missing. And it's almost like Papa says, I want my family back. And there's all those names. They don't know that there is a place around the family table. And that's uh, that's so beautiful. So, I just uh, thought about also, uh, where do you see, like, because we talk often about science and wonders and missiology, meaning I know that you and your team and the ministry have seen some amazing miracles that is also opening up the eyes. I know we do not focus on the miracle, but it does also bring glory. And you see it over and over throughout the scriptures. When people are seeing the signs and the wonders and the miracles, they know who he is, and it brings glory to him. So how is that connected to what you do? Because... I know you disciple, you train leaders, you bring there. But how do you also see, or do you have any stories there where you saw it just, even just an encounter with a supernatural suddenly brought such a shift? Mm. Um, first of all, it's important to know that in the region where we are at, over 80% of the salvations come through signs, wonders, miracles, and personal encounters. So people need that. It's such a big deal that it's out there. And Jesus always confirmed his messages with signs, wonders, and miracles. And so we are all out for this. And we, on our latest trip with our children, like we shared earlier on, having them on stage, laying hands on blind, nearly blind people and deaf ears and them open up just on the spot. Just so awesome. We have... 13, 11-year-old and 9-year-old sons who lay hands on and it just happens. Mm-hmm. And, and it was to the extent where those 150 leaders in the pastoral training first and then 1,500 at the Easter conference would drag our pe- boys to people who desperately, desperately need a touch of God mm-hmm. and they would lay hands on again and people would just be all out in awe of what God just did through these little boys. So there's no junior Holy Spirit. There's there's just such a, uh, an amazing God who believes in family and whoever believes with him, we will see those breakthroughs. And on the other hand, we have a friend here in town who is brain dead and we are in ICU every day for the last weeks, laying hands on and everybody's watching us. And we've 
seen or heard even from doctors some some outcomes some results that shows that god is really working in that body but he's not restored yet we haven't seen the ultimate breakthrough but we hang in there we never give up until we can no more and there we here and there really see tremendous miracles uh, we've seen we've had testimonies of 10 people raised from the dead three alone at the beginning of this year uh, yeah. all, all in in the nation nearby us here in laos and so we we see everything uh, and and god is really coming through but it's not in every occasion and we we just hang in there believing for the next one and the next one and the next one and we never give up and it's the same for the demonic also we we have a wonderful guy also in the nation here and and he's a very short little guy but he would go and minister to like in a, in a place he was once in a forest area and they brought a, a demon possessed to him who would be chained up to trees overnight and just really hardcore and he would deliver the guy within minutes and and went to the witch doctors and everything before and nothing worked and so next morning he stands against 50 demon possessed people that the villagers bring and he's delivering one after the other by the power of jesus and so it's it's just so wonderful to see and then the salvations from that where the same people share with us how just 400 new people came to know the Lord in an in a area where the gospel has not been preached before. Or we've been at baptisms of 452 people one time and 358 at the next round. Just tremendous salvations through the power of God manifest. And we, we just love it. It's, it's such a privilege to just be there, train, equip, empower people, do it with them, and just see the Lord come through in such wonderful ways. Just tell me also, how can you just, uh, first of all, I want you to mention the name of your sons and how old they are just for the listeners. Yeah. So Reuben is 13. He's just turning 13. Joshua has turned 11 and Timothy is nine. And they all like in, on the last trip I had them with me on the stage. I just, I just gave up because they had such, such impact. And, and I would just let them do it. And then the people would, <laughs> would come for healings and we would just send the boys and, and go do it. And it just happened, happened, happened. Now, because I, I've just, it's so encouraging to me. <laughs> if you just think about uh, Benji and Daniela, that, because I know uh, to, to some degree what we have done, but now to see the next generation, if we literally in this family paradigm, that it, what is your ceiling is their floor. Imagine you at that age, and I know you, Benji, were growing up on a mission field, but still, it's a whole different way that this next generation have an opportunity. It gives me such a hope for the future, and uh, I feel so nervous for the enemy, for, for, for the devil, just recognizing these young people that God is raising up that is receiving an inheritance, and they're also going to inherit nations. And I think that's the bride that you are talking about, and the whole bridal paradigm this beautiful, pure and spotless bride that Jesus is raising and is getting ready because that's what the very promise, and it's actually an eternal covenant that came from the beginning. So mm -hmm. that, that just thinking about you guys as a family and seeing your boys, and when I saw some of the pictures <laughs> from Lesotho and saw that there, it just uh, it brought such an encouragement. But what would you say, because I know a lot of people that are listening here, they are average people, 
and I know you are an average too, like the rest of us, but I'm talking about they are, maybe it's a husband and a wife, both of them are going to work, they have children, and life is busy, they're paying bills and all of those different things, and then you maybe have church on Sunday, all the school activities, so they love Jesus, but it just seems like, I mean, many people also, they're struggling with just the basic things in life. What, what encouragement could you have just for an average person? Because we're talking about mission virus, unreached areas, and all of those things. And, and I think that a lot of people that are out there, they're just like, that's wonderful for missionaries that is out there. But what about how can an individual, just an average person, nurse, school teacher, engineer, or just even some of the young people, if you were to speak to a 17, 18-year-old that is about to graduate high school right now, what would be some of the encouragement that you could say to them in regard to being involved in what God is doing and how can they live a lifestyle of glory on their daily basis? I think the, the two main keys or tools that we use in our family are hunger and thankfulness. And as long as you always remain, whatever you do, you re remain hungry for his presence and you remain in that place of, you know what, I don't want to plateau here. I'm not satisfied with the status quo and I want to really press into more. And I think hunger has brought us to uh, places that we would have probably not gone before. And just um, the other thing is thankfulness because thankfulness is so important. And we teach our kids every day to pray a prayer that they should at least mention like three things they are thankful for. And it's not, not like really, you know, supernatural things, but I think if we, it's easier to complain than, and look at the bad things in life rather than look at what, you know, the things that God is doing. And if you want to look throughout the day, there's always both elements, but just focusing intentionally what was good today and what can we thank God for? And then not to think that, oh, they are kids, you know, we don't need to, they, we are praying you now, doing adult stuff, but involve them early in whatever you do. You don't need to lock them out and think, no, this is now just for adults, but we, we early just involve them in when we were praying follow ministering to people we just involve them or at the dinner table to share their opinions to empower them because they are our first disciples mm. and and so that, that that's where our biggest investment is it's into our kids mm. and yeah yeah i just was thinking the story because i live in atlanta and of course the probably the most famous person in Atlanta is Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, and we remember the whole transformation of the marches and everything else. And I had the honor to have a time with Alvida King. And Alvida King is the niece, but she grew up in the home with Martin Luther King. So they brought us to the home and the church, Ebenezer Church, but also to the home. And we got to go behind on the dinner table. And she was just describing that when Martin Luther King was young, 
and how they were sitting around the table as children and they were able to ask questions. So one example, if you see the home of Martin Luther King, the, the kids was kind of a dad, when I am walking out our home and going to go to school, to the left, you could see these, there was only blacks living there. The one was the small trailer home, and, but right across the other side, they were a little bit nicer home. The why? So the kids started to ask those questions around the family table, which was very unusual in that culture. That what Alvida King told me that Martin Luther King and some of these world changers, it started as children around the table sitting and asking questions. That started to create curiosity and they were able to ask a question of things going on in the society because we have one color. Why are we being treated this way and et cetera? And there was healthy conversation that brought these kids into eventually said, here are some questions that we are going to be an answer to. Here are some dreams. And that was connected to I have a dream on Martin Luther King. So I thought that was very beautiful as you were describing just a family around the table with the kids, both with humility, hunger, but also thankfulness. And, and I've watched that over your life. Uh, one thing I wanted to also make sure we connect because we are part of, I know global mission awareness and you're so much part of that is we are a family of families that are on mission. We are a family of families. It's kind of a different family of families coming together. And one of the things that you do, and I've had the honor and joy of being part of that is also hosting one of the, the, the kingdom family gathering in Penang. And in March, I'm going to be there. And actually, we are planning to take a team. So even some of the people that are maybe listening, uh, they need to come and be part of that because that's kind of with our family gathering from Asia and New Zealand and Australia. The family of families are coming together around the table. And we're just having some amazing, amazing time together. So share a little bit about uh, even the gathering in Penang and some of the things that God has done and and the importance for that for you, but also the importance that has had for other people, because I wanted the, the listeners to hear about that. Yeah, I think the big uh, thing is that Jesus is coming back for a bride. He's very passionate for his bride to be ready. And the bride is all of us believers. But then in the last centuries, we had so many divisions through just uh, new denominations. We cannot partner with you. We need to do our own thing. And we are up to 40,000 denominations. And, and here we are trying to be the bride of Christ that is getting ready for his return. And we just felt so strongly together with Daddy Leif and Paul Yada and other uh, family around. We, we are just so passionate to see the opposite happen where we come back together to really celebrate unity and diversity. So that's such a big deal for us in those gatherings. We want to unite the bride of Christ to become one again and celebrate diversity, that we are totally united in all diversity instead of uh, having issues with one another because we are diverse. We celebrate that diversity. So this year uh, in March, we had 25 nations together with many, many ministries and churches who would just unite and do a celebration once again. It was the fifth round every year for the last five years, just wanting to see that unity in the body of Christ where we are totally one. And, and that is an alignment part. But out of that, we see how God uh, creates synergy. We connect. We get to know one another. We get to love one another. We, we had so many speakers last round. We had like a dozen different speakers and 
four worship teams and just diversity full on on the table and everybody's bringing a great sauce to the table that makes the meal so much more tasty and so much uh, just fun among each other and so that alignment and without agenda just coming together creates synergy so God creates synergy and through that we would connect with one another and suddenly start doing stuff together where we go from the alignment into the assignment throughout the year and we go to nations with one another we encourage one another we don't say this is my my people but and, and this is yours but it's us together uh bringing the kingdom to the nations, inheriting nations together. You will never inherit nations, Psalm 2.8, on your own. Never, ever. We need one another. But with that army that is united totally in all diversity, going for the assignment, we will inherit nations holistically and it will transform nations. And this is, this is what it's all about. And we are really looking forward to get, going to the next round in March 2020. Yeah, that's going to be, I, I'm excited again uh, to be able to be back again. And as you know, we, we, and many of the listeners have probably been to maybe in Atlanta or in Colorado, because we have quite a few of these uh, gatherings and we do this very intentionally. And I, I kind of was smiling because uh, even just in the office, I have some spiritual sons and daughters. And then I'm thinking about just from uh, Jeff Yun to Andy and Paul and you guys, I mean, just, I'm just, as I'm reflecting just of the family and you talking about we are from different culture, different color, different background, and we are as different as you can be to many degrees. So here you even have a Norwegian papa and here you have Swiss son and daughter and then you have these Filipino and people like, well, is this a family? And then when you recognize a larger family and we're getting around this family table, it's amazing. I think it is a prototype on earth of what heaven looks like, how it was between the Father, Son, and Spirit, and why Jesus, the last prayer that he prayed, uh, that Jesus prayed in such a way that he believed that the Father would answer him, and that was that oneness, that unity that he had with the Father, that we are going to experience in the same oneness, and the very love that he had with the Father, that that love is going to flow among us in such a way that the world will see who we are, because we have learned how to love that way, and I know that's, uh, that's what Jesus prayed, and his prayer will be answer and we are i think being part of being an answer to his prayer and and i'm recognizing it and as i'm saying as i've been on this journey for at least 19 years of seeing it it's so much fun now including last week in montana but other places it's almost like people wow they recognize this is the missing piece this is the missing piece that wow, we we are not alone here in montana we're suddenly part of a bigger family and, and then the family of families are coming together and now even seeing the language that 10 years ago when I spoke it, it was almost like nobody understood that language. But now I'm hearing so many leaders and all over the place is starting to, to, to speak some of that language, which is also the language of love that the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. So no, I, I just love it. Uh, and I just wanted to also, for, because I want you guys both to pray for the people, because this is very important for us. Uh, in a few moments, I'm heading to get an MRI for my back. So that's one of the reasons we had to do the nine o'clock. Uh, uh, I'm in a very good spirit and doing very, very well. But just I've had, as you know, some of the back issues and right now just wanted to take care of that. But I do know that there is a lot of people out there. And one of the things we believe in in the family, uh, we know you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. We believe in impartation. You guys have experienced it. I have experienced it and many different people. It doesn't mean as a saying that uh, 
you know, all, all it means to put it in a simple way that you do have a special sauce. You have a uniqueness, you have a special grace over your life. And I think that when we honor that, we also have access. And that's the beautiful part of the family, what you honor a prophet and you have access to the prophetic. But I, I especially felt that, uh, that even as we're moving in, and this is going to be our heart, my desire, both with this podcast, but also in this next season, is for every single believer is to be a great commission believer with a great commandment heart. Uh, my heart would be that every son and daughter that is out there is going to find their place at the family table, but they're going to be part of something bigger than themselves. And when we release this podcast, I want to make sure people out there, and I would speak that very highly, that I know many of them are supporting GMA, but I would encourage anyone that are listening, even to if you want to have an opportunity to sow a seed into what God is doing in the nation. I don't know if I know much better soil than Daniela and, and, and Benji. So I want to make, encourage the people out there and we're going to make sure that that's available because it's not just them, but they have a whole team. But I have seen there's very few people I know that have so much fruit out of so little in a sense of just with little resources, they're able to do it. So I do want to make sure that we take this time and just that you were both, uh, both of you, I want you to release a prayer. I want to receive it. Our office wants to receive it, but also our bigger family that are listening here, they're going to capture some of that mission virus that is going to go in and it's going to be so contagious that it's going to spread into our homes and into our churches, into our businesses. And, 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 and all of us are going to live, as you said, Danielle, a lifestyle of glory. So, <laughs> so if you could do that, then I'm just going to be a good receiver now. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness and I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that even as we bring you our little might, our little mustard seed, our little lives, Lord Father God, whatever we have, we bring it to you and you are the one who does the multiplication. You are the one who, who will sow into our lives 10,000 fold. And I just thank you that we have been given the opportunity to bless because a blessing is always stronger than a curse. And thank you that you have changed our lives in such a way that we cannot sit still, but we want to go. Go and change the world and become world changers. And Lord, I know that sometimes there are days we don't feel like world changes. We don't have enough energy even to unload the dishwasher. But Father God, remaining faithful in the everyday life, in the little things that we do, so that we bring glory to you. And whatever we do, Lord, just remain in that place of being seated at your feet, being seated in your presence. That is what, where we want to live from. So I bless Stephen Debbie Leif as he has to go for MRI. I know how these trips are tiring. When, when we go to the nations, they take a toll on you. And I cannot imagine Debbie Leif who had such a bad car accident with all those many thousands of miles that he has traveled for your glory to bring your kingdom. So I pray for your back to be fully restored, to bless the doctors who will do the MRI and 
who will just know what to do mm. and when to when to react and which treatment to give. But Father, I pray for all the listeners who are listening now, your work is not in vain mm. because every one of you has a part in reaching the lost and be it for prayer, be it giving, be it uh, writing a note to a missionary, whatever you can do, it's, it's, mm, it's really appreciated and it has so many years it has kept on going we would not be on if it were not for the faithfulness of the ones who gave so i thank you that they are part in this harvest as well as we are part and some if you look at the military force some will be at the front line some have their uh, duty at the back to give um, nourishment, re replenishment, and all these things. So I thank you that everyone in this line is equally important mm. and equally valued by you and mm. has the mission to be world changers wherever they are. Mm. So we bless back. We bless our spiritual father. We bless those who are working in and paying that price so that we can be here on the field doing what you have put on our hearts and what you have called us to do. Mm. Thank mm. you for that. Mm. Amen. Um, yes, Jesus said in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. And then in the last sent sentence of uh, that chapter, he says, and I'm with you until the end of age. Jesus is always with us. He lives in us. He's always at hand. And he has all authority in heaven and on earth. And so we take that authority into every situation, into every need, into every struggle in the body, soul, and spirit of anyone who is listening. I take, the, I claim the authority and I take it away from the enemy who has no right to continue with your works. And we come against you and declare Jesus' blood over every situation. You rule and reign and you've got the victory, Jesus. You've done it all for everybody to get up for in this moment and be totally restored in body, soul, and spirit, emotions, whatever you're struggling with. I just lift off the lid from that problem and declare Jesus has done it all. He has all authority in heaven and on earth, and he's with you until the end of time. You're never on your own. He's always with you, and he's given you everything you need in order to overcome and really see his victory. He's Lord and King. He rules and reigns, and no one else has that right because he has all authority in heaven and on earth. And if he has all authority, Satan has none. The enemy has none. We are thermostats in this world and we change the atmosphere in every circumstance we come into. We transform the place and even to the nations. We are inheriting nations together. It's nations we cannot work for because inheritance is given. We cannot make it happen. We cannot strive for it. We ask you, God, to give us the nations as our inheritance for your kingdom together as a family where we are totally aligned, where we are celebrating diversity and we walk into this field together partnering where everybody's involved and we see the kingdom come on earth 
as it is in heaven, where heaven invades, there's always an open heaven invading those places where we are going into, and we bring transformation through inheritance. So Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for this opportunity here, together with everybody who's part of this podcast, and we declare your transformation from glory to glory, so that your kingdom can be glorified and and just spread all over the world. Just declare this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Why don't you tell the listeners, how can people stay connected to you? And I know I, I had the honor of getting your newsletter. And that's that's always a very precious, precious thing every time it comes in. So is it a monthly that you send a newsletter? Yeah, from the family newsletter that we send out with all the updates and just... Uh, things that are happening in the nations and in there people can have more involvement taken from that letter that comes on a monthly basis yeah so so my encouragement would be for anyone that is out there listening and and we're going to make sure that you get that available and we're going to to spell that their ministry is called kingdom multiplication ministry and what what we're going to see here is just to encourage everyone to pray for daniela and benji and their family and just the amazing thing that God is doing in and through them, uh, but also as important as you're praying for them, that you also have an opportunity to sow into that harvest and also be part. I mean, we're, we're all part of what we're doing here together. So this is a family of families that are on mission. And I just uh, first wanted to say that I'm so proud of you and just been watching you continue just to bring glory. I have seen you in the winter season in life. I've seen you during springtime. I've seen you in summer, but also during the harvest seasons and fall. And you've been faithful in all the different seasons. So I just wanted to bless both of you. I want to bless your family. And I'm just going to bless you. Even in this season, as you're going to Switzerland, I'm just going to bless that God is going to give you enough both resources and intercessors to be able to hold up your arms so your arms doesn't get tired so that you can focus on doing what you do so well and that is a loving God and loving people and to be able to multiply what you have become so that it's going to bring glory to the nation so I bless you and I thank you so much mm-hmm. as we are uh, just celebrating what we get to do together in Jesus name Amen Amen